Hello and welcome to Young Folk Knits. I'm Casey. And I'm Becky. And this is a very yarny podcast. Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Young Folk Knits podcast. I can't believe another week has rolled on by. How has your week been, Becky? It's been good. We've had such beautiful weather. And so I've been enjoying being outside and just enjoying life because the humidity is down right now. So it's fantastic. How's your week, Casey? Yeah, after the deathly humidity of last week, it has felt <laughs> like such a relief this week. I loved it. Um, earlier today, we tilled all around the tomatoes and the cucumbers and, and got to work in the garden a little bit. So it's been really nice. I finished up a knitting pattern this week. <laughs> I saw that. I was very excited to get that off the needles, and I really like how it turned out. It's super cute. That was my Bright Here, Bright Now vest, which I tested for Caitlin from the Wonderless Knitter. And it's so fluffy. It uses Big Birdie from Diamond Lane, and I really liked it. I, I interspersed bright colors with some more neutral earthy colors and I think it was fun I think I'll actually wear it so I'm happy with it you should totally wear it it's adorable and you look great in it what have you been knitting on you know I haven't really been knitting that much I've been outside in the garden and then I had to help some family with a yard sale <laughs> this week and so I haven't been knitting much so mostly I am probably maybe like half an inch from binding off my um, blue sand tank top and then just a little bit here, a little bit there on the other two tops I've got going. <laughs> but I really haven't done that much because once I got home, I've just kind of like crashed and kind of like sat in the on the couch and stared at the wall. <laughs> you had real life responsibilities. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I found in summer it's it's hard to spend as much time knitting for, for me anyway, as it is in the winter, it comes a little bit easier. We're outside, we seem to be busier, a lot more going on in the summertime. Yeah, I do. I do knit much less in the summer, for sure. I am also working on two tests right now. I'm not sure why I do this to myself, but <laughs> I have two test knits going on. And so I have felt a bit of urgency. I was sick last week, so I didn't get a lot done. So this week I've sort of tried to power through some more knitting and I've noticed my wrist has been hurting. So I'm not sure what I did, but hopefully I can power through and get these test knits done in the next month. <laughs> Don't you have like a little massager or a you have something, some kind of something that looks like a, something from a spaceship that you put your I hand do. in. I do. I have one of those hand massagers, but it does your wrist too. So I really like it. It massages your hand by like blowing it up with air and it does compression and vibrates on it. So I like it, but it doesn't really, it helps me when it's hurting in the moment, but I don't feel like I can go back to knitting when my hand is hurting. I feel like I always end up having to stop and rest it basically is the only yeah. thing that works take care of those wrists the plot of all crafters <laughs> don't let anything happen to the wrists <laughs> yes 
So we have a, quite a few questions today, actually. We that do. We had about three or four different people actually submit the same question. They really want to know how we met Becky. <laughs> Um, we were trying to think about that before this and, and Casey's like, what What was my life before you? And I was like, I don't know. I know. I've blocked, I've blocked it out. I can't remember <laughs> life before you. <laughs> um, so, but we've come to the conclusion, this is how we met. Um, it's not as romantic as like a Hallmark movie, <laughs> but <laughs> it is the truth. So my husband knew Casey's father and um, he met Casey and said hey I think you guys would like each other and um, so then I looked at her Instagram and I was like yeah I would like her and so I started following you and uh, you started following me back and then we kind of just kind of started messaging each other and texting each other and then we met the rest IRL <laughs> The rest is history. The rest is history. But we have a lot of mutual friends, you know, th that I kind of knew of her, but I never met you until uh, my husband was like, you guys would be BFFs. And he was right. You know, we were probably in the same place at the same time, saw each other from afar. Didn't yeah. Yet, didn't know it yet, but. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm so glad. Um, I had a lot of people talking about how they would like to meet other crafters. And honestly, that was sort of a secondary thing. I feel like we became, I mean, we did have a lot of mutual interests, but I think if you only have a craft in common, it doesn't necessarily make for a close friend. Right. So, I like, I like all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what drew me to you. Cause I saw like, I'm like, whoa, she knits and she'd make stuff. And I was like, I like her. And then the more we started talking and I was like, we like the same, pretty much everything, you know, some music, <laughs> but we like the same books and movies and uh, we're into the same kind of stuff, gardening, knitting, crafting, and and we both have children and uh, my youngest son is the same age as your oldest child. And so they are good buddies. And so it was just kind of, it was natural and it was just like, it was meant to be. Like we broaden each other's horizons. <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus. I'm like, listen to this song and you roll your eyes. You're like, okay. <laughs> you, send me, you send me good stuff. You send me lots of good audiobook recommendations. So, yeah. And, and you know what? We laugh, too. What I think is hilarious is the fact that we do have so much in common, but we're also a little bit different because right. you and my husband are like twin. I mean, you guys have the exact same personality and me and your husband have a very similar personality. It's so true. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's, just, it's, it's so funny to me. It's like I'm drawn to that the opposite in other people I guess right and that must be the same thing too because um that's I like so much about you and like you said there is so much that's similar to my husband and uh yeah it's just like oh another person who I like <laughs> that's why your husband was like oh you'd like her she's just like me <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> 
And that is how we met folks. <laughs> that is the history of our friendship. Right. And we, we love, but we really do both love knitting and we yeah. love crafting. And so that is why we decided to do this part. We love to talk to each other about it. So how right. fun is it to just get to chat about it with each other every week for 30 minutes <laughs> and we hope y'all enjoy it too <laughs> yes we hope so okay so do we have another question yes we have a question that comes from the humble bumblebee which is an exceptionally cute name what are your tips on staying motivated to finish that one never-ending whip so first of all, I want to say she is exceptionally cute too. We did a test. We've done, I think, multiple test nets together. But um, one of them we did was the Crayabea Cargill Junior sweater. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'll have to look up her uh, Instagram. But as far as the question goes, you know, I struggle with that because a lot of times I'll have multiple things going. So I think too, I don't know if you feel the same way, but if I start something, I've got a lot of excitement about it. But as time goes on, I lose, <laughs> I lose a lot of excitement, especially if I put it down or, or start something else, then my excitement has moved to the new thing. So if I definitely want to finish something, I have found that if I put a progress keeper on where I'm at and tell myself, okay, each day I want to work this much, whether it be an inch or so many rows, being able to visibly see that and measure exactly how much I've worked, that gives me a little bit more motivation to have that visual cue of, of what I've done or what I need to do. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good idea. The progress keeper. Um, I think that's awesome. Sometimes I'll I'll put a progress keeper on just to say, oh yeah, look how much I've done tonight. But but I like that motivation factor with the progress progress keeper. I'll probably do that in the future. I think for me, I don't usually have a ton of whips going. Um, I feel a little. I don't know. I wouldn't say anxious is not the word. Um, I feel a little overwhelmed. Yeah, that's probably best. I feel more overwhelmed when I have a lot of whips happening. So I try to keep them within a few things like um, just maybe like a hat, some socks, and then like a big, like a big project or a, a sweater, something I can throw in the car or like a something that can bring that's mindless. And then a little more detailed is what I usually do for, for whips. But to finish one, I don't know. Like I need, <laughs> I've got one on the needles right now. Yes, I'm going to say the word rift again, but I have the rift <laughs> T on my needles right now, and I just need to be motivated. Somebody tell me. You guys give me the motivation tips because I don't have them. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's hard whenever you lose that initial excitement and I don't know you almost have a craving to work on it because you are thinking about it all the time you're just really into it but I for me that's always when I cast on in the first little bit and then I, I do have a short attention span and if I've cast on something else that is my new excitement <laughs> so I do think it helps to not have a lot of projects I mean I do it and I suffer from it <laughs> so I would say you know, there's nothing wrong with having more than one, but if you want the motivation to finish, I would try not to have a ton. Right. And then maybe 
I wouldn't say, I don't know if rewarding is the right thing to do, but, but sometimes I will say, as soon as I finish this, then I can cast on something else. Like it's like something that I'm, I'm interested in. Maybe it's like a new pattern or one that I'm really excited about. Like, well, I won't cast that on until I finish this one. And that kind of does help me get more motivated, especially when it gets into like boring, the boring sections. Mm -hmm. And that's where I'm at on, on the rift is just, it's a really boring section right now. And so I just kind of put that aside, but, um, I think that that does help having like a goal as far as like, as soon as this is done then this can happen and, um, and like kind of reward yourself with that. But yeah, I like that. A reward cast on. Right. <laughs> so another question we got is from K bird makes, and she asks wooden needles or metal needles. What do you say, Becky? I almost exclusively use metal needles just because I feel like I, my gauge is better. I'm a faster knitter on metal needles. I like how my stitches just slide really easily. Um, so that's why I like metal needles. I like the tips of metal needles to get in between the yarn and the other needle. And I don't split things as much with metal needles, but I do like the feel of wooden needles like holding a wooden needle in your hand feels good because it's it's warm well metal needles warm up too but just the wooden needle feels good and they are more aesthetic <laughs> to me so they look prettier and you just you want to sit there with your pretty yarn and your pretty project bag and your pretty needles but <laughs> I think for me it's metal all the way I do own wooden needles but I almost never use them what do you think I am with you on the metal needles being my favorite. If I could only have one or the other, I would choose metal needles. And it's what I use 99.9% .9 of the time. I feel like anything else slows me down and I feel like I can really get going at a good pace with a nice chow goo mm -hmm. pointy tip metal needle. I love them. They're my favorite. But I do think there are times when I like a wooden needle, one of them being when I'm work, if I was working a pattern in Surrey only or mohair, I'm allergic to mohair, but let's just say <laughs> that sometimes it is uh, nice to use a wooden needle because it sort of keeps your yarn from slipping off. And I feel like it helps with my wrist pain a little bit. And then the other time is if you're having a hard time getting gauge, your gauge is too big, you can just switch to a to a wooden needle. And I know that that does help. On my test knit I'm working on right now, I cannot get gauge. I absolutely cannot do it. So I'm going to try on my wooden needles. We'll see if that works. I hope it does. I think also wooden needles, and this is just my opinion, I think wooden needles are nice for beginners because they are a little more grippy and you don't lose your stitches that much. And usually if I am going to teach somebody to knit, um, I usually will set them up with a pair of wooden needles. That's a good point. You know what my first needles were? My first needles were Knitter's Pride. Bamboo, I think maybe, but they were the wooden ones and they had that slick. Lacquer. Lacquer. <laughs> And I love, I still love those. I still love them because they are nice and slick and smooth. And I, I like those a lot, but yeah, I think, I think those are great for beginners. That's a good, that's a good point. 
So our last question comes from MN Quilter and they say, what comes first, the yarn or the pattern? The chicken or the egg? Yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, for me, it's 50-50. Sometimes I find a pattern that I really, really like, and then I'll go on a hunt for the yarn, and it could take me a month to find the right yarn. <laughs> but sometimes I'll have found this gorgeous color that I love and then I'm like okay now the search is on for the pattern and I will go to Ravelry and I will go through and click on my filters <laughs> and search for a pattern that I think will be exactly what I'm looking for for that yarn so for me it's definitely 50 50 it depends what about you I agree I agree because I will see a pattern and I'll think that's that's adorable I need to have that and then I'll say, okay, it's DK. Let's go look for some DK yarn. And I'll go to my favorite online stores and I'll, you know, I'll click on DK and then I'll look down and I'll see what they've got. But then the same thing too, like I'll be looking around on Instagram and somebody will show some beautiful yarn and I'll go, oh, what's that? And then I'll have to look at that and I'm like, oh, that's a DK and it's gorgeous. I need to make a shawl out of this. And then I'll go look for shawls. So yeah, it's just whatever catches my eye, pattern or yarn, either one. And then I will find the missing partner. Yeah. And I'll send you 50,000 text messages of different pictures trying to, when I'm trying to pick and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to do this yarn. And then a month later, I still haven't, <laughs> I still haven't picked one. But and I usually do ask you, which like, which one, which one? Which one should I get? And you always know what to get. No, I'm the worst. At, I feel like my anxiety comes out in trying to pick the perfect color sometimes. I love color so much and I feel like it has to be absolutely perfect. And so <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it in my head sometimes a specific color and then I cannot find it anywhere. And that's what takes me so long is because different shades of that color won't work. Different hues. Like it has to be exactly what I've got in my head and it's really hard <laughs> to find it sometimes. We should start dyeing yarn. <laughs> we need another hobby. That's for sure. Exactly. But I do appreciate that about you, your search for the perfect color or the perfect yarn, because a lot of times I will make you do that for me. <laughs> I'll say, this is what I want to make. Find me something to make with that, Casey, and you'll find the perfect shade or the perfect yarn for that. So it's nice to have you around for that. You are so good at picking out yarn combos. You do. I always love what you pick out. What's really bad, though, is whenever you spend a month trying to find the perfect yarn and then you don't even end up making it. You just move on to the next pattern that's just been released. Right. <laughs> but then you've made it in your head. You've like gone through all the steps in your head, the hunt for the yarn, the what you would do with this or that mods you would make. And you know, some things are just knitted in your head and some things you can knit in real life too, but you don't have to do all of it. And it's much less expensive to knit. It in is. It is. <laughs> I can work through my list. Right. Cause I do that when I go to the store, sometimes when I'm shopping, I will pick out like say, say I find like a top that I like or a dress and I'll walk around the store with it, you know, cause I like had to think about whether I want it and I'll walk around the store with it. 
And like just a few laps around the store, it's just like, well, that was enough for me in the stress. <laughs> I put the dress back. Good now. That right. Was that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That that could be that way with, with certain yarns and certain patterns, you know, just like a little, little mental trip around the store with it. And then you're good. It's like our imaginary sweaters. Right. <laughs> we have a thought in our imaginary closets. I think they call that your fantasy closet. You know what? We should start, you know how how um a bunch of dudes well i mean it doesn't have to be just guys but people have the fantasy football we should start fantasy knitting and it should be like a league and we'll we'll like you know look you will have the brackets you know we'll have we'll have different patterns on one side different yarns on the other and we'll find out which one makes it and we'll have some kind of knitting prize at the end wouldn't that be good to be in a fantasy knitting league it would be awesome. I never it have to be things that you don't really want to knit in real life because you know how hard, how much hard work that would be or how expensive. So you can just put it all in your fantasy league and then fill your fantasy closet. Right. <laughs> or if you win the league, someone's got to, um, you have to like buy someone a Ravelry pattern or something. The winner gets a free Ravelry pattern. <laughs> all right. Organize it, Becky. Okay. Fantasy, fantasy knitting league, sign up below. <laughs> and you don't even have to have certain skills. You could just, pre- you could pretend that you know Rioche in the, in the league. Exactly. <laughs> you can pretend to steak. Speaking of signing up, I want to remind everyone that if y'all have a topic or question you would like for Becky and I to chat about, make sure and visit youngfolknits.com and you can submit your questions there and we would love to chat about it. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with us. And until we chat again, happy knitting, y'all. Happy knitting.